Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Well, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. This is our 200th episode. We started back in December 2016 and it's been such an amazing journey and I'm so pleased to have been able to share it with you week in, week out for all that amount of time. It's been just a privilege and a real joy to be able to share some of the amazing interviews and chat to some amazing people and just hopefully help as many children as we can in our lives. That's the real reason education is on here, to be able to share all this wisdom, to be able to share all these insights and hopefully make the education and the learning experience of our children as good as it possibly can be. And um, and that's that's the real goal. So I decided I wanted to do something a little bit different for our 200th episode. And I did ask inside our Facebook group, the Education on Fire Facebook group. And Simon Hunt replied, um, who's been a guest on the show, um, and said, how about some of the episodes that stood out and the reasons for that? And I went back and I've listened to lots of the different interviews and lots of the different conversations that I've had and one of the things that struck me is that in every conversation there's something which talks to me or there's a piece of advice which I think is amazing or or something which just I think oh that's a great thing I need to share with people and that just really got me so excited I thought well that's the reason we're doing what we're doing but I can't share all of those things with you in one episode we would be here till Christmas so I wondered how could I actually go around in terms of of making a giving a framework really in terms of how we could share a lot of these insights and and some of these ideas that we wanted to and I thought actually one of the main things that came across was the fact there was almost like a there was almost like a universal truth in some of these things that are being shared something which struck me but I also know that struck so many of you from the conversations that I've had and and the emails and and the correspondence I've had through social media and various ways so I thought what I'd do is I'd kind of sort of distill it down into into five things which have, have struck me the most and also place that in how that really affected me as I was growing up. We're trying to support children um, through all of their learning experience, but just in terms of, of sort of my probably sort of teenage years um, going up to college, I thought actually a lot of the stuff that we're sharing was really, really important. And the difference being that when children are in the primary ages, Often what we're able to do as parents and teachers is we've got much more control. We kind of set the environment, we set everything up, and of course that's what we're sharing here on the podcast as well. But children basically do what's put in front of them and we hopefully give them creativity to work around that. When we're slightly older, of course you're sort of pushing boundaries, you're wanting to actually kind of create the environment that you want to, not because you're told to, but because you're kind of working out what works best for you. And of course, you know, we know growing up is difficult anyway. And just, I thought actually some of these things would be really, really important just to kind of, I guess, put into some kind of framework or some kind of perspective, but based on the fact of of what I think, of what sort of happened to me in that kind of age range. And so I've kind of distilled them down into pretty sort of five areas. There's passion, mentoring, home, work, and then the most important one, you, or in this case would be me, you know, the, the, the person at the centre of who it is that we're trying to do. So it's passion, mentoring, home, work, and then the person that's at the centre of that. In this case, it's going to be me because it's going to be me that I'm actually talking about here. 
So one of the things which I think is important is what we're trying to achieve is we're trying to make sure that children, as they're going to be leaving home, have the skills, the understanding, the ideas of who they are, which they can then go out and show up in the world as themselves. And I think, again, when you're in the primary sort of years, that seems to happen very naturally. Children don't have quite the the reservedness or, or the kind of even thought processes like that. They just are. They're just being themselves and they're showing up full of life. And as they get older, sometimes that just seems to get kind of chipped away, whether that's to do with the traditional education system or society or a combination of all of those things. And for me, the most important thing has always been, especially with my children, is that kind of to give them the environment where they can keep being that kind of unabandoned person they were born to be. And it's kind of making that possible while also sort of imparting and sharing some of the wisdom and some of these things that we've been sharing on the podcast, but also based around those five things that I spoke about just before. So I've spoken before about my career and I've had the opportunity to work with organisations like the English National Ballet and the Royal Shakespeare Company. I've worked for BBC orchestras, all manner of things. I've got to travel around the UK, around Europe, around the world. And it's really been just my chance to be able to share basically my innermost personal thoughts and my ability to show up in the world through music that's what made such a big difference when I was a teenager I think when I first had the opportunity to play music I thought this I'm this is important to me I'm speaking in a way that I've never had before and that's why I'm such a big advocate for the arts and having the broad and balanced curriculum and and all of the stuff that you know that we we find important and, and talk about a lot here on the podcast but that was also a problem when you're in school um, I had a very supportive sort of music department and setup, but the school itself is still geared towards the GCSEs and the A levels and, you know, doing things very, very traditionally. And once I got to the point where I decided that I wanted to go to music college, that becomes a bit of a problem because in order to go to music college, or certainly back when I did in the in the mid 90s, you basically only needed a couple of E's at A level because it was then the beginning of a degree course. So it still had to have that kind of academic side to it. But it was all much more about having the auditions, going to the different cities where these music colleges were, actually being able to get through the entrance exams, really, to be able to then go forward and then move to whichever city, go to music college. In my case, I went to London and went to Trinity College of Music. So for me, the first thing that I talked about was passion. I kind of already knew what that was. I kind of, being exposed to it, knew that's where I wanted to spend my time, where I wanted to head. And I know for different people that comes in different parts of their life. I was lucky that I had it at an early age and knew it was something I wanted to to make my career. And so that understanding of passion and wanting to get up and work every day was something I really loved. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the work. And one of the things that we know is you can't achieve anything without a certain amount of work and amount of time that you put into that. And because I loved what I did so much, I had lessons at school, I had the opportunity to play in different bands, from wind bands to brass bands to orchestras, and I had the support of being able to get to all these rehearsals. My family were amazing in terms of being able to spend the time and the, the, the commitment to be able to let me do these things. But I also had to put the work in, the hours of practice, not because I had to, but actually because I wanted to. That kind of work ethic and the ability to kind of want to keep playing and playing and playing and putting it all together was something I wanted to do. There was always another concert to practice for. There was always a piece of music that was slightly harder than the last that I wanted to be able to put together. And I just loved that. It wasn't something that I found difficult. But what it did do is it also took me too far the other way in as much as 
what I was doing was probably losing some of the balance in my life, doing too much of the too much of the music day in day out meant that I had to sacrifice some of the sporting things that I was doing and I was so focused on wanting to achieve this I was probably just working too hard and started to get on that slight path of of being a little bit one-dimensional just being very very focused and not actually taking enough time into everything else that I needed and that's kind of where sort of having me at the centre of these things is something which is something that I needed to sort of spend a bit more time doing. I needed somebody to be able to say, but how is this relevant to the rest of your life? You know, you still have the academic subjects to do and I thankfully did get the GCSEs and and, and A-levels and all of those things without too much trouble. But what's the bigger picture? You know, what's this doing to your well-being? You know, should you be sacrificing everything for music and not doing as much sport? For example, I used to play rugby and football. I used to love all of that kind of stuff. But then that sort of moved away a little bit while I was doing much more music. And also understanding where you fit in the world with all of that. You know, it's great to have those passions, but you as a whole person, you know, where's your well-being in that? And one of the things that I was definitely doing is I was definitely burning the candle at both ends in terms of late nights with rehearsals, early morning practice, getting through school, all of those things. And actually having someone around that can sort of show you a little bit about what you need in terms of that balance, I think is important. And this kind of brings me on to the real sort of mentoring idea. I've always had fantastic teachers that have showed me how to play music, how to be a percussionist, how to be a drummer, but just needed someone, I think, to be able to show me that big picture from a, ment- uh, from a mentoring point of view. You know, what do you want your life to be? Are you in control of your life? You know, yes, you can follow your passions, play that instrument, do those rehearsals. Does it need to be five or six days a week? Maybe three days a week with one day doing something different is more important. Maybe actually understanding that nutrition and actually how you're eating is really, really important. As you get older, we all know that we kind of start to sort of push against some of the things that maybe we should be eating or some of the things that we shouldn't be eating or all of that kind of stuff you know you have a little bit more power when you're older especially as you're sort of heading towards your late teens and you've got much more control of your own time and your destiny from that point of view but understanding how that all fits into your own well-being as well so you've got the the physical side you've got the kind of the nutrition side being out late at night rehearsals finishing at 10 having to travel back from different places getting back in the early hours going to school actually all of these things while it's not every single day but just having that perspective of what is it that you need all of the time and when you love it you just kind of get on and do it but maybe that perspective of what is it if I was going to sort of plan out my life exactly as I want it rather than doing what everybody else wants actually doing just what you want and making it fit in and I think that's a really 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 important thing now I did touch before on the whole home thing and and home was such a big thing as I said I had fantastic support for my family but also one of the things that did happen was despite all of that work and all of that effort and all of that passion when I first applied for music college, I didn't actually get in. Um, I didn't quite have the the understanding and the, I guess, kind of the keys and, and the insights that you needed for what it was to become a professional musician. I was from a small mining town in the west of England, and actually, it's a big world out there, and I hadn't quite been exposed to some of those things. And it was actually getting different teachers, a different mentor from that point of view. Went down to Bournemouth and started having lessons with Paul Turner, who was then the timpanist down in Bournemouth, and started to sort of see this 
bigger picture for what it was and actually then understanding that this is all one big community there's a professional there's a music community out there which you have to become involved in it's not just really about turning up for an audition and then life taking over it's actually about embracing everything that goes on understanding how you fit in to basically this whole musical world which I didn't actually know that much about before even though I knew I loved music in that very small sense of the the local bands and local organizations I was playing with how it fitted into the the musical world as a whole and certainly in a, in a city like London and how that was then going to move forward. Now I think sort of looking back if I'd actually had a piece of paper or a way of actually looking at all of these different elements and how that made up my life and how I could then put it together to kind of give myself the best foot forward in terms of what I wanted to achieve, I think I would have still headed in the same path. I mean, I was successful in as much as I've had this fantastic career. I think I would have done it in a much more self-centered kind of way in terms of making sure that I was the person at the start of it, which I think would have given me much more insights and much more success early on. Because as I said, having then not got into music college the first time round, what I needed was that support from home and I had all the support I needed. There's something about a place where you can go and lick your wounds, a place that you can go and everything just be alright no matter what happens. And if you're lucky enough to have a family where that's the situation, then that's incredible. If it, if it's it might be a different environment that's technically your family, maybe not the place that you live, but an, an organisation. It might be your school, it might be a group, but wherever it is, it gives you that place where you can just go and be yourself. That's such an important thing, and I think just even acknowledging that, being grateful for these things, understanding what it is that's going to give you all of the all of the support mechanisms that you need to move forward is so important it's not just about being sort of very forward thinking in terms of I'm going to go for this goal no matter what and I'm just going to put all my eggs in one basket because life's very different about that the one thing I think we all know is that it never takes you in a straight line you may have this idea of where you want to go and what you want to achieve but it's going to take you probably zigzagged across a myriad of different ways and I think getting real feedback, real understanding about where you are, understanding who you are and the fact that what you get told by one person might be different than something else and actually being able to put all that together almost like a mind map of deciding, well, who is it that I am? How can I make the most of this information? You know, it's that personalised learning which is really, really important. So how does all this look in terms of the podcast? And I, as I was going through in, and analysing all these things, I thought, well, actually, there are some real themes in here. So, for example, if we take passion, we've shown organisations and charities that have actually given children the opportunity to create amazing things through awards and competitions. And we've seen some of that passion come out of what it is that children want to achieve, what they want to show, what sort of social change they're trying to, to make in the world and you know, opportunities for you to support children to do that. We've talked a lot about mentoring. We've talked to people who have been coaches, people who've been able to share some of their insights. And in lots of episodes, we ask people to share some of the great advice and the wisdom they've been given and the resources that have made them into the person that they are, all of which are great things for us as parents and teachers, but also great things to share into, into the children that we have. We've talked about community and social change. We've talked about home life in terms of actually trying to connect the school system with parents and that communication, building the community together in terms of people coming into school, sharing their understanding of their life, but also to be able to support children in actually explaining what people do outside of their initial understanding or their initial families. You know, what's the world looking like as it's a bigger place and you get more and more connected to more and more people? 
we've definitely spoken about the fact that you have to work at these things you know putting the work in spending the effort but also being able to balance these things out to actually understand how you, that fits in with you, what you can do, how you can get valuable feedback, how you can then understand about how you fit in the middle of all these things as a person. So as a teacher or parent, you know, in terms of being able to say, look, this is you, I'm here to support you. How can we go about doing that based on your personality, about your skills and what you have to show in the world? But I think it's also always very relevant in terms of who we are as individuals, as the teacher or parent. How do we show up with that? How do we explain and model and understand ourselves enough to be able to then put that across to the children in our life it's that you me factor of the center of everything taking the tools that we need to make your life better tools that can actually support children to learn in a different way to make it exciting to make it kind of see that bigger picture to be able to create something which sets those passions off all these things fit into each other and then we can start to use different aspects of these things to make sure that everybody is safe in the environment is what we need you know whether we're then talking about social media safety or whether we're talking about well-being or whether we're talking about nutrition or or whether we're talking about any of those things that we've covered before it's all about understanding what you need so if it's an episode on NLP and how you can actually get the an understanding of how you can change the perspective on something all of that feeds in maybe to be able to achieve a goal to be able to understand how that fits in with the work that you're doing to make your passion come and I just think all these things they're all part of the same thing it's all about you it's all about me it's about that combination of the two and that's why we keep coming back to sharing this idea of passion mentoring work home but most importantly it's all about the individual whether that's you whether that's me whether that's about the child that you're supporting and I think if we start from there we can understand and we can explain how all those things fit into the whole then we're going to give ourselves a great opportunity to to share these things with the younger generation and that's got to be best for the planet as a whole moving forward so thank you so much for listening it's been really great chatting to you and I hope this has some kind of impact some kind of spark to be able to for you to understand how all this fits into what we're trying to do but more importantly how you can use it taking it forward to support the children in your life thank you so much for being here and i look forward to chatting again very very soon thanks for listening to the education on fire podcast for more information of each episode and to get in touch go to educationonfire.com education is not the filling of a pail but the lighting of a fire